Listen, guys. Holy moly. We were promised good music. Make America great. For the love of God, it's good music. Good music. Please save us from this hell. Is this C.S. Lewis Jr. from Mr. Show? No, this is a real guy. I'll talk about oh, him in a second. So when the American tragedy that was the election of Donald Trump came down in November 2016, those of us who don't think it's a good idea for Russia to have a mainline access to our secrets, those of us with sick loved ones who need to know there's a strong healthcare safety net below us, yes, we patriots, we were slammed to the ground by a painful anxiety that, for, at least for me, lasted nonstop for about a month. So to make us feel better, we indulge in fantasy. We indulge in give Trump a chance. He'll get to office and somehow his angry dementia will melt away and he'll rule with an articulate heart or he'll be so bad the Democrats will be in power in 2018. Ha! Yeah. Or Javanka will save us. Well, I think it's pretty clear at this point that none of that's going to happen. But one other thing that was promised was that people are going to make some great music. Oh, yeah. Great protest art, right? Like the 60s. Yeah. yeah well, they're going to rise up. Well, this song... The Donald Trump song, parentheses, Make America Great Again, unparentheses, is a color-by-numbers country song with rhymes as embarrassing as Trump losing a handshake battle with the Nancy Boy president of France. The singer Steve Warren, he's a gospel singer. The first line in the verse is, there's too many illegals in our streets. <laughs> what would Jesus do, gospel Steve? Oh yeah, he would complain about imaginary immigrants that flood the streets and take our jobs singing gospel music. Music. <laughs> the busybody hypocrisy of this is mind-boggling. It's garbage music. This is not what we were promised. I know we don't normally make a meal out of the intro song, but I've got a lot to say about this one. It, it, it is very indicative of Trump supporters. There's a line in here where he says something about there's too much crime in our streets, but they're slashing the military to the bone. Mm-hmm. Those things have nothing to do with each other? Well, right. if they do if you want the army to march through the streets of America <laughs> shooting all the illegals. Yeah, I think you need to... Don't you know what great means, Dave? I, I know what martial law means. And that's great. Here's... I, I just find it... I can understand why Trump supporters would like this because they are easily confused. <laughs> um, hey, make music great again. Am I right? It's yeah. a promise that we told ourselves to pacify us from the pain the realization that we live in a country full of mean jerks. So today we're going to take a close look at music through the hi-fi that is the world according to Trump. This is Beyond Yacht Rock, Trump Rock! Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Are you on shuffle? I'm not on shuffle, but I have not properly formatted our playlist as of yet. Huh. So, uh, well, we talk about the fact that this is the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, and my name is J.D. Riznar. Hello, I'm Hollywood Steve. Hey, Dave Lenz. Hunter Stare, he's... He ate a dump truck load of of prunes v- and vegan, beef, vegan burritos, <laughs> and he's taking a shit. Like and he's, he's a, been taking a shit for a while. So yeah. sitting in Hunter's chair today, we have our friend Julian McCullough, huge fan of our podcast, big fan, uh, stand up comedian, longtime listener, first time co host. Yeah, <laughs> literally the first time co host. Yeah. 
we're we're discombobulated today because yeah. we miss our friend Hunter. But Julian's here. We're we're keeping the handsome quota. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, with Julian. Yeah, I, you're kind of the token good-looking guy for for this episode. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not everybody's type, but I will say that I do miss Hunter's uh, musical criticism of that Steve Warren tune because that yeah. was a complicated, mm-hmm. complicated uh, rock Com- song. Complex, really, deep. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know about the personnel. <laughs> also, Steve's standing because of his uh, groin surgery. Yeah, That's we'll right. get into that a lot today, actually. That's mm-hmm. unusual. And then we also have a different uh, engineer. The Bruce is taking the night off, and we got yeah. a guy named Brandon who looks like he drives the bus for the Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> but he's already a sweet dude. He offered yeah. us water when we sat yeah, down. A really uh, nice guy. Uh, I'm going to throw it right off the top. Thanks to Brandon. Brendan. 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 <laughs> Nobody ever gets that right. Sorry, ever sorry, about sorry Brendan. Um, all right, so... All of us except for Julian invented the term yacht rock. <laughs> so we like to throw a bone to the genre every week. So, Steve, what are we listening to today? All right, well, my first thought for this bone throw, I, was, I wanted to yachtski one of the songs off Loggins and Messina's Full Sail album. You know, it's their folky pre-yacht era, but it's, it's got one of the iconic yacht rock covers. Uh, but that's not quite right for a bone throw. Uh, we got to be sure these bone throws are yachts. So I was poking around, and I was like, oh, I don't think we've done the... Alessi or Alisi Brothers yet? I'm going to say Alisi because it's of Sandy Alisi casting. I think it's Alisi. I think it is, too. It's spelled Alessi, but I think it's pronounced Alisi. That's a, that's an old name from my from our extra days. Yeah, we were, background both, yeah days. we were both background actors. Sandy Alisi casting. That's how Steve got the name Hollywood Steve. He was yeah. a background actor on Pirates of the Caribbean Part the, 1. Yep. The, the movie. The Hollywood. Movie. Yep. I, I, JD started introducing me around. It's been Hollywood Steve. Did, did you wear Ray-Bans back? Then? Oh, I was really cool. I looked like I was super fucking Hollywood. And there was clearly no higher pinnacle of success to be attained than being an extra. In did you did you shade tip to the camera in Pirates of the Caribbean? Unfortunately, no. You can only see me for two seconds, and I'm about I'm uh, I'm about the I don't know. It's, like see see how I'm uh, pinching your head from across the room here. Yes, that's yeah. about how big I am on the screen. Okay, depends on the size of the screen, but yeah, mm-hmm. it depends on the size of the iPhone you're listening on. All right, Steve, tell us more about the Alisi Brothers. <laughs> All right, so I listened to some early Alisi Brothers stuff. It sounded too foggy, but then I got to their 1982 album, Longtime Friends, and my eyes rolled around in my head, and they rang up jackpot. And then a bunch of coins poured out of my mouth, like if I was a cartoon wolf who'd just seen a real hot, thick girl. So the song, the song that I settled on was the opening cut, Jagged Edge. That's what we're listening to today. Are you still on painkillers? I am a little bit loopy still. I've even after I've been off the painkillers for like a week now, but I'm still I feel like I'm a little bit loopy. I'm oh, a little spaced out at work. You're fucking you bringing know. it, dude. We yeah, know. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I fucking bring it. I gotta one, fucking represent here. One thing we do know is that in his porn search, it definitely just says hot thick, thick girls. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you've you known that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I didn't know hot was that's, a part of it. Though. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be part of it. Yeah, I found Steve's porn stash about. 12 years ago, I was like, oh, mm. oh my, mm-hmm. I know something about you. Yeah, he's got Let's a strong that song point of over. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> maybe we should talk about the song. I, uh, I, I okay, so I, I, like, oh, Jagged Edge, that's a real yachty one on this album. And then the day after I picked that, I was peeking at our iTunes reviews, I hadn't looked in a while, and lo and behold, the top review, the latest review by one Jacob Sweeney Samuelson, Fancy. ends thusly. 
The chemistry between all the hosts is the perfect mix of agreement and conflict. They sound like a bunch of longtime friends. Oh. Because they are. Oh, speaking of longtime friends, I have a Yodern Yacht request. Jagged Edge, first track from the Elysee Brothers' Longtime Friends album. I know you've mentioned them before. I think that was Hunter. And this record strays far from the boat at times, but this first track, besides being catchy as all hell, has a lot going for it. Love Sick Fool, Bounce, E.P. Annie, 1982, yep, and I think the personnel could only be described with the B word. He means bonanza. What do you guys think? Well, Jacob, great minds think alike, so you get to jump the line this week because we thought of the same idea at the same time. However, we will not be yacht skiing it because uh, Julian knows nothing. Whoa! He, he knows loves nothing. music, but he knows nothing. That you know, is so... you are not Hunter Stare. You get out of the studio right now. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me here? <laughs> not to Yasky songs. I give it an 88. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's a little high. I'm at uh, no, about 10 lower at 78. You know, 70, 74. I'm not even going to give it a number. No, oh. I'm not. I have oh. no business being a part Man. of this. Spitting on Hunter's toilet. I would never. <laughs> you got to spit in yeah. Hunter's Who toilet. Who the hell do you think it. you are, Julian? Wait a second. Is that a phrase? <laughs> Spitting on Hunter's toilet? He's pooping. Oh. Um, Steve, what, who, who's on this? All right, let's talk about this Bonanza personnel. First of all, Longtime Friends was recorded for Quincy Jones' label, Quest. That's Q-W-S. So it has a bunch of his standbys of the era. Larry Carlton, Michael Boddicker, Lenny Castro, Steve Lukather, Jeff G., Jeff Porcaros, Neil Steubenhaus, Jerry Hay, Chuck Finley, Victor Feldman, Julian Yelbuna. Buna. Buna. Yeah. Uh, Patty Austin on backing vocals. Wait, Victor Feldman's not Buna. That's not, Terrence Boylan. That's Terrence Boylan. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. Wow. That's why I didn't okay. say pulled, anything. Pulled a real Dave Lyons <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Wait, what was Victor Feldman's nickname? I know when to yell Buna. have one. The fielder? I could have sworn he had one. Uh, I don't know. Cord, old old chord phrasings Feldman. Uh, yeah, chord phrasing. That's what, yeah, that's what he uh, Patty Austin on backing vocals and Michael O'Mardian. Plus... A very special duet partner on the next to last song, the album's co-producer, none other than Christopher Cross. Mm. That's right, he co-produced this album. Uh, Billy and Bobby Alisi are identical twin brothers from West Hempstead, <laughs> Long Island, New York. Now, this song was not a hit. It is one of the yachtiest songs in this album, though. It's yachtier than the Christopher Cross duet, in my personal opinion. Uh, these guys only had two hits. 1977's Old Lori went top 10 in the UK. And this album's Put Away Your Love hit number 71. That was their only Billboard chart appearance. They also had a song on the Ghostbusters soundtrack called Saving the Day. Maybe that's your be their best known song, depending on what era you grew up in. How are we doing, Julian? You enjoying watching us read off our paper? I'm having a lot of fun. I'm wondering if O'Lori is anywhere near as good as O'Sherry. I'm uh, going to say probably, no. Probably <laughs> just as good, if not better. It's, pro <laughs> it's probably the same song, and he just changed the words. <laughs> O'Lori. Oh, Could have been gone. <laughs> My twin brother looks just like me. So they're like extreme. Right? Aren't those guys like kind of. Are you referring the to the band or their attitude? The, ex <laughs> the band. Oh, Trump Rock. Mm. Hey, you want to get into this Trump Rock? Not really. Okay, but we'll do it. So Trump Rock is music about Donald Trump. Any questions? That's right, no questions. So a little background. 
Donald Trump is a money launderer for the Russian mafia and a sufferer of early stage Alzheimer's, who's now <laughs> president of the United States thanks to the, the purging of voter rolls and voter ha machine hacking in a few states. It's Ooh, pretty straightforward. charge. <laughs> So, oh, one more thing. He's shitty. Yeah. This is a fact. If you don't see that he's shitty, all I can say is, asshole meet mirror. Yeah, that's really hard to do, contortion-wise. No, you just crouch over a mirror, dude. It's, yeah, but not if you're trying to look at it. Well, anyway, take your, eh. if you can do it, take a good hard look. Trump is a historically shitty human being with a lot of power. How do we know? Because people have already written several gold-plated dump trucks of music about him. We're going to focus on anti-Trump stuff today. Minor exception or two here and there. This song, I'm just playing this song for fun. This is World Leader Pretend by R.E.M. And it came out in the 80s. Yeah, this what? is off of, uh, is this off of Green? Yes, this is off of Green. Yeah, the same one uh, with, uh... Stand and, Yeah, uh, this one goes, uh... No, that was Documented. Uh, anyway, great album. Um, My but, first R.E.M. album. Mm. You listen to the lyrics now, especially the first verse, and it's remarkable today in the context of Trump. This is proto-Trump rock. Just listen to the first verse in the context of Trump. It's, it's just nuts how appropriate it is. But today we're going to focus on music expressly written about Donald Trump. Undisputed, true Trump rock. Here's a clever little chant by Fiona Apple. I think this, this came about in the Women's March that recently happened. Uh, it's a chant put down to cool music. You see, you see, you get it? Because Trump, uh, before he was elected, he bragged that he liked to grab women by the pussy. Did you guys hear about this one? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I caught a little bit Wait, about what? that. Wait, what? Yeah, he did that because he's a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, so the production of this throwaway chant is a billion times more interesting than any than that Steve Warren's t song turd. But so was Hillary's convention to Trump's, and what good did that do anyone? Beating Trump in quality does not beat him. So generally, you find even shitty anti-Trump music is way better than the gold standard pro-Trump music. I uh, would like to point out that this is Fiona Apple, a woman who famously left the music industry for a while due to, in large part, to body image issues from, you know, when she started out as a young woman in the mm -hmm. industry. And she's body shaming Trump for his hands. <laughs> so for her to do that is a vicious burn. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, basically... Well, it, I'm sure she, she, like all of us, is probably so angry. Yeah, she's willing she's to go willing back to on her fucking throw it down bedrock of mm, principles. Yeah. That's like if uh, Mother Teresa punched Trump in the dick. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> Trump should eat it. He should eat a couple steaks, get his hands bigger, a couple apples maybe. Uh. <laughs> apples. Uh, so the crazy thing is, uh, there's been music complaining about the Trump family since Woody Guthrie signed his lease to the Beach Haven apartment complex in 1950 and wrote the lyrics to a song called Old Man Trump as Donald's poppy, Fred Trump, was his landlord and in 1950 was accused of being racist in the papers. Do you know how racist you have to be to be written about your racism <laughs> in 1950? That's like being called a misogynist in 1950 <laughs> or getting a DUI in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me think that, like, this is the time that people think was great. That's what they want. Yeah. So, uh, this is that song, Old Man Trump, but it was recorded last year by Ryan Harvey with Ani DeFranco and Tom Morello. It's just one 
glut of artistic ex- expressions inspired by the rise of Donald Trump. Not the ugliest man in America, but the ugliest man in America that thinks he's handsome. There's, there's something, I don't want to get too uh, serious on this thing, but there's something really beautiful about the fact that Woody Guthrie, uh, who wrote This Land Belongs to You and Me, uh-huh. right? Is complaining about our current president's dad yeah. for being a shitty landlord. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most poetry I've, I could ever think yeah. of about this entire administration. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, nothing captured the American dream more than that song. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I know. It it's just incredible. It's like uh, you couldn't write this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I want to I wanna talk about Trump being handsome. Okay. I don't think he's that handsome. And what? I think his family. I mean, the one thing you got to give Trump is he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about his son, Eric, because he's the one that's genetically fucked. To me, he looks like Sloth from the Goonies fucked Rocky Dennis from Mask. <laughs> Both of those characters made me cry at one point. And he's not, he's not even their baby. He's just the guy who saw it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, no. he's, and he's on TV now contorted. complaining about the elite that are picking on his dad. <laughs> There's a picture of him. This is a kid that shits in a gold toilet and has had a private plane since he was born. Yeah. Complaining about the elite. Oh, wow. Ooh, but I hate those elites, though. Yeah. Oh, I just hate them. Mm. All of them. Um, so, you guys want to know some Trump music history? Uh, the earliest mention of Donald Trump in a song is determined by the Wiki Detectives on Wikipedia was the Beastie Boys' Johnny Ryal in 1989 with the line, Donald Trump and Donald Tramp living in the men's shelter. He's been mentioned in over 200 songs up to his run for president, and now the floodgates have opened for the aforementioned reasons of him being shitty and having a lot of power. Most of our songs today are from um, the political period of Trump's life uh, in the last couple years, but we have a few exceptions. And appropriately, uh, they're the two songs that aren't critical of Donald. Hmm. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. get into it. Well, Mr. Trump, welcome to the Beyond Yacht Rock Bumper Studio in Portland, Oregon. Finally, the same luxury and comfort I demand in my hotels. So why do you like McDonald's so much? You get to see a big, beautiful menu, and that's what I like. I like to have a big choice, a big variety. It's very important to me. Number 10. (laughs) This is going to make our brains melt. It hurts every fucking day that this is our president. It hurts every day. It's sickening. I've had an upset stomach since November 21st, Ugh. and it hasn't gone away. It's okay, we're going to solve it with today's episode. You think we're going to have a, an impact? He's going to be impeached the instant this thing drops. Deep impact. We're going to change this podcast to deep impact mm-hmm. after the... And we should copyright that now before anyone else takes it. <laughs> so this song, number number 10, is Donald Trump by Mac Miller. This is a song about how a flashy Trump-like lifestyle can make it easier for a rapper to fall in love. This song is fun. You can club to it. And that's because it it was released in 2011, just before Trump went full-on racist and accused Obama of not being an American because he was born in Kenya. And even though his mother was an American national, making the whole thing moot, even if he was born in Kenya, which he wasn't, the news covered it as if it was a thing, because the news loves covering insane people, uh, like their ratings have debatable merit. And it's destroying the country. Man, I was really ranting when I wrote this. Yeah. Well, 
we all know the only rating, rating too. The only rating that has any merit is the fucking Yatsky scale. That's the only rating that has any merit. That's why he's subbing. That's why he's a sub today. Because he knows how to kiss our butt. Yeah, I sure do. I like this guy. Um, anywho, this is Mac Miller. Mac Miller is white and young. He was 19 when this song was released. Uh, I like this song demonstrates the kind of sophistication you'd expect from a world-weary artist of a more respectable age. Uh, this is from his mixtape, Best Day Ever. And I think a mixtape is an album that an unsigned rapper releases to get some buzz. Is that yeah. right, Steve? Uh, yeah, that's, yes. That's okay. what like the guys that are handing you CDs and mixtapes outside of... Uh, Out on the Boulevard. Uh, okay. Grauman's. I always thought those guys had a crush on me, and that was a mixtape they were giving me <laughs> to explain their love because they couldn't do it themselves. You lead an incredible life. <laughs> Uh, let me read some stuff from Wikipedia. Donald Trump himself praised this song and branded the young Pittsburgh rapper the next Eminem. <laughs> A favorable rap review from Trump. That's like an old racist congratulating a white guy for a small amount of success in a black-dominated medium. I, I've i never heard this song before. I like this song, which proves it sucks, because I know nothing about rap. If you're a rapper and I like you, quit rap. Yeah, time to uh, move on. I, yeah. I want to get back to this Eminem thing that you brought up, Judy. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Eminem is noted, among other things, for his crippling addiction to painkillers <laughs> like Vicodin and Valium. Now, Vicodin was prescribed for me... Uh, for my hernia surgery that I had about a, a week and a half ago. Uh, Vicodin is a blend of hydrocodone, a semi-synthetic opioid derived from codeine, and good old acetaminophen, a.k.a. Tylenol. Now, both Vicodin and Valium will cause constipation, particularly Vicodin since it's, no, it's an opioid. At the peak of his addiction, Eminem was popping like 20 pills a day, which probably means that that guy did not shit for weeks at a time, judging by my own personal experience. I'm sorry to digress. Let's get back to Mac Miller. <laughs> okay. Uh, so once Trump was in politics, Mac Miller no longer wanted to emulate him, saying in an interview, Trump is such an egomaniac, attention-thirsty, psychopathic, power-hungry, delusional waste of skin and bones. Hmm. Me thinks white teen rapper be calling the kettle black. <laughs> anyway, anything else on this song, guys? Uh, I'd, li I'd like to give a little more background info on Mac Miller. Uh, his other hit songs include Mel Gibson, Paula Dean, Ray Rice, <laughs> Bill Cosby, oh. Woody Allen, Jared Fogel, oh. and the number one smash, Jerry Sandusky is a terrific <laughs> defensive coordinator. Uh, did you He's see also... that Penn State sack? Uh, Jerry Sandusky didn't write that crap. Polanski. Uh, I think <laughs> the chorus is we're going to take over the world while these bitches getting mad, which made sense when these bitches used to denote just slacky, slackers or classy folks that didn't like a guy like Trump at the time, but now these bitches is us. We are all these bitches that are mad they took over the world and we have a heart and a brain and that makes us bitches. God damn, our snark has been marginalized. I know. <laughs> Mr. President, what's the best thing you've done for the country so far? Uh, the other day I ordered 4,000 television sets. 4,000. <laughs> number nine. Looking good, number nine. Looking good. <laughs> All right. So this song starts with a Mexican fellow reciting Trump's famous racist we're going to build a wall speech early in his campaign. Uh, this is the speech that made every asshole in the country who's never met a Mexican go, That sounds pretty good. So this band is, let's get right to the, let's get right to the, the sweet music. Yeah, this is pretty heavy. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I'm gonna guess the pronunciation of this band is Brujeria. Brujeria is an extreme metal band from Tijuana formed in 1989. Their name means witchcraft. Their songs are about everything from Satanism to drug smuggling. So basically, if you want an audio representation of what Trump thinks every Mexican is like, listen to these guys. Yeah, their their first album came out in 94. It was called, I hope I'm pronouncing this, Matando Garros, which translates to killing white people. <laughs> That's a real yeah. fact. Uh, they're actually not based in Mexico. Uh, the core members are in other death and grindcore bands. They all perform under Spanish aliases, and those members include Dino Casares and Raymond Herrera from Fear Factory, Shane Embury from Napalm Death, uh, and Billy Gould from Faith No More. Oh, no shit. Also, fun fact, their very first lead singer was Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys. Oh, by the way, this song is called Viva Presidente Trump. I didn't know yeah. said that. What's the name of this That's song? an amazing am- amalgam, amalgamam, amalgam, whatever that word is, uh, of badass bands. That's like yeah, incredible. Yeah. These guys form like a Mexican vulture. Throne, if I, if you will, if I may. <laughs> Vol, uh, Vol, how do you say Voltron in Spanish? You did it. I El just Vol, like that. El Voltron. El, Vol, El Voltron. Uh, so he, Trump inspired the Mexican Voltron. You must be a real piece of trabajo at that point if you... What does that mean? A piece of work. trabajo? A yeah. piece of work. work. Oh. Yeah. Or, uh, or <laughs> You don't know Spanish? Jay, or, you live in L.A., man. Or uh, basura. Yeah. How do you order lunch? I say, I you, point to the menu. <laughs> I go, lunch! <laughs> um, so this is actually a pro-Trump song, if you can believe it. It came out during the campaign. Uh, choice lyrics translates to, I actually want him to be President uh, Gabacho because he wants war and so do we. I want the Trumpy president to win because if he starts something, we're definitely going to finish it. And then the song ends with uh, a little skit of a guy killing uh, Dave Chappelle's impression of a white person with a sword. <laughs> so if this was like a band of, of black people, it would the, the song would have been called I Wish You Would. Yeah. That's essentially what uh. you're saying. The, uh, Speaking of uh, white people and swords and cutting into flesh, <laughs> there are two main types of hernia repair. <laughs> Uh, laparoscopic, I didn't pronounce that Laparoscopic? Laparoscopic, and open. I had an open repair in which mesh was inserted, which, which means one single incision That's on the, the part of the crotch that, if it were on a woman, would likely be referred to as the fupa, or fupa adjacent. Mm-hmm. That's the, but, dick, the dick mesh we were talking about. Oh, yeah, dick mesh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not in the dick. It's next to the dick. Yeah. Uh, and when the doctor dick checks... Adjacent how, dick mesh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so when the doctor checks how solid his repair is... Uh, he doesn't push there. He pushes harder than you're used to feeling, like straight up into the point in your crotch that's like between your thigh and your nutsack, like the very apex of your crotch. The side taint? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah like the, right, right up in the, there. The, the, the double taint the, yeah. on the sides. It's very strange the, and uncomfortable. It's a place you're not used to feeling pressure in. The taint wing? Taint wing? Was it hard to Google? Taint, taint flaps. On, um, this song sounds so much like a white zombie song. It's incredible. You ever hear the? Did you listen to the music underneath? No. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like white zombie. Yeah, I can hear that. I can <laughs> definitely hear that. Dun dun. Like, is that it's, more human than a human? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly yeah. What's the? The cover was disturbing, but I. Yeah, it was uh, basically. Uh, it's a machete chopped into Trump's skull and blood coming out of his uh, eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. 
uh, sort of, uh, let me look at my notes here. Are you allowed to do that? Well, not if you're Kathy Griffin. <laughs> uh, some people say she went too far. I propose she didn't go far enough. Mm. 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 Uh, oh, why, because she didn't fuck the skull? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're a little strap on. And yeah. the thing is, you want when you fuck a skull, you want to shoot it in the back and have the bullet, and then you fuck it from behind so you see the tip. Just got to come oh out of the Oh, my God. That would have been it. Wow. There's, there's your album cover. That's how yeah. it's done. Uh, Get it together, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Trump, how do you feel about the Eagles? Uh, generally speaking, I like to stay away from that group. Number eight. Oh, <laughs> shit, I agree with him on Oh, something. my God, we have something in common. Why did he do that to us? Uh, now I'm really unnerved. All right, this song is called is by a band called The Nether Friends. It's called, it's called Donald Trump is a Fuckboy. So the Nether Friends appear to be an under-the-radar indie group, kind of psychedelic pop outfit from Chicago. Uh, this song is not all about how Donald Trump is a fuckboy. It's about how everyone is a fuckboy and the whole world is fucked up. The proposed solution, we need to share more joy. Followed by the lines, everything's fucked up. It's always been. <laughs> I don't know if the irony is conscious or not. But I think... Um, Anyway, anyway. So there's nothing worry. more interesting than uh, all-encompassing cynicism. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. I had to, I had to look up the term fuckboys uh, a few months ago. Because you're uh, old. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck it meant. Uh, I, had a group, I posted a group photo with some pals in San Diego, and some lady on Facebook wrote, Look at all those fuckboys. <laughs> <laughs> and I assumed I, I thought it was a fan of like some of the people I was in a photo with uh, because she thought we were all super fuckable. No, no, that's not the case. Nope. Uh, the definition is a person who is a weak ass pussy that ain't about shit. It's, you, you uh, I assume yeah. you Googled that. Yeah, uh, Urban Dictionary. It's not a nice thing to call someone. I can only hope she was referring to the other boys in the Wait, photo. Wait, I thought it was a male slut. I didn't know that it was a, See, a what weak I, ass. What I thought was like, it's like a fuckboy is like a stupid asshole who's not good for anything except... Like, a girl can fuck them one time if they're hot. Like, that's yeah. all they're good that's for. That's kind of what I thought they were yeah. for. I thought they were, like, rakes. You know, they were, like, rakes. By the way, this is, I bring up, you don't want to You don't want to step on one and, uh... No, no, like, 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 like old-timey rakes. <laughs> they always hit you in the like face. Yeah. Of, like foppish dandies. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to... This song's kind of boring. I don't... Do I have any fun facts about it? Here's the fun facts I have. Here's the fun fact. Right. I like these guys because they did a thing called 50 States and 50 Songs, so they have great ideas. <laughs> also, Dave, you'll be happy to know their Michigan song was about Kalamazoo. Oh, no shit. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. Us, uh, us Kalamazoo folks don't have a lot to hang our hat on. We got Bell's Beer, Gibson left, like an 82. Abe Lincoln gave a speech there a long time ago. But <laughs> Gunn has got that song. Huh. Mr. Trump, what do you say to people when they say... Oh, wait, Steve, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't, I just, we didn't, I, for, we didn't forward your hernia yeah, narrative. I have a little, I have a little uh, PSA for everybody. Okay. I just want to say, take care, guys, take care of your nether friends, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Check your balls for nut cancer. Know the signs of an inguinal hernia. Time to see the doctor if discomfort is accompanied by bulging through the abdominal wall. Now, if not tended to, your intestine could eventually slip through this abdominal weak spot, get stuck in the canal your balls descended from, 
and you don't want poop backing up in your crotch canal. That could lead to much greater pain and more serious complications. That's the point at which you've got to get the, the, me the mesh put in. The dick mesh. Yep. Mr. Trump, what do you say to people when they say you've stripped away civil rights for people of color, women, LGBTQ folks? I think I can agree with that. I, I love doing it. I'm, you know, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, it's something that I really love, and I think I've done a very good job at it. Number seven. A good job at it. <laughs> he's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. Oh, he's a oh, human oh. skid mark. Almost, we okay, almost lost fine. Julie. Okay, fine. Julie almost fell fell on the floor. I almost fell. But he's cool. He's good. Everything's fine. Uh, oh, okay, that's hilarious. This is Make America Great Again by Pussy Riot. And I know what you're thinking. Thank you, finally a pro-Trump song. Well, I'm sad to tell you uh, this, but Pussy Riot is using this phrase ironically. This is an anti-Trump song. Ah, that's where they get you. Yeah. So Pussy Riot is a Russian feminist punk band, our first group that I'm aware of to have two members arrested for hooliganism. Hooliganism! Uh, Those ruffians. <laughs> See, Putin was running for his sham re-election in 2012. Get used to those folks. <laughs> and we, uh, we're going to find ourselves electing Ivanka in 2024. And Putin got an endorsement from uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. So to protest this dumb endorsement, the members of Pussy Riot staged a concert inside the Cathedral of Christ Savior. And two of the group members, and Maria got arrested for hooliganism. They served 21 months in jail. By comparison, in 1984, the Dead Kennedys played outside the Republican National Convention in San Francisco. They were arrested and released on bail that night. Russia put these women in jail for almost two years mm. for a protest. Are we having fun yet? Uh, I've never actually listened to Pussy Ride, not even when they were in the news. This is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I thought they would be like unlistenable. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a. Uh... See, I thought they'd be like punk, and I was That's really. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, you can. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, I have, I, I have turned 180 <laughs> degrees on our guest. Oh, stop it! I no, but oh, go ahead. You, you listen. I mean, you think? Okay. All I'm saying is, when I heard about Pussy Ride, I was like, oh, these are young women from mm -hmm. Russia doing punk. There's no way I'm going to put that on and go, this has melody in it. I kind of thought it'd be like maybe a little poppy. I didn't think there'd be this party synth and them going, ba 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 ba. Well, kind ba, of ba, rapping. Ba, ba, ba. I think I might. It have, sounds more like more Chiba. I might figure out why. I think I know why. Because the two that were arrested, I'll call them TNA, so I don't have to pronounce their names again. Excellent. Are no longer in the band, so. Whoever's doing this song is not them. However, what? an iteration of Pussy Riot played the Sochi Olympics and were attacked with whips and pepper spray by Cossacks. What? Cossacks people, still a thing. The Cossacks were employed as security guards for the Olympics. That's not as bad as hiring the Hells Angels to be your concert security, but it's not far off. So Why didn't they get the Huns in there as well? I, maybe they were traditionalists trying to make Russia great again. So if you haven't figured out yet, uh, they're, they're turning the, the Trump's catchphrase, Make America Great Again, on its head. And advocating <laughs> they're advocating for a much more liberal immigration policy than Trump has proposed. And it's all wrapped up in this song that would blow Natalie Portman's mind in Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch this video? No. no. Oh. It's, uh... 
I was also expecting them to be like punk women, which is like a little rough around the edges. You know what I mean? Well, the photos of them I know, they've got like masks on. Yeah, well, guess what? They're like 13s out of 10. I mean, they are like, really? Yeah. So I don't looking ladies. I feel like punk doesn't mean the same thing in Russia that it means here. (laughs) That's the only explanation that I can come up with. What do you think of Putin? He's okay. You punk. <laughs> like like models that sing kind of poppy songs. Like that's, yes, that's, that's exactly. fucking Duran Duran. I know exactly. <laughs> oh, Pussy Riot. It, 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 that's not a direct English translation. It does translate in English to Lady Duran Duran. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anything else in this song, guys? Man, these girls sound so hot. I wish they'd come over and we could have a little you know, Pussy Riot at my place. <laughs> but seriously, guys. <laughs> Sexual activity is not recommended for the first three weeks following hernia surgery, so I wouldn't be able to do anything anyway. Even then, your partner's supposed to do most of the work and keep it nice and gentle. You probably won't want anything smacking against your groin all that hard anyhow. So I can take a pass on this one. Maybe uh, maybe it's your chance to please a lady. I mean, sure, I'm into that. I just, you know, it's at some point you're going to want some release. At some point you want to get yours. Yeah, this because it's, you know, it'll have been fucking three weeks or whatever. By the way, this song sounds a lot like Aterasio Pilatos, which was on the uh, Amores Peros soundtrack. I don't know if you guys remember that, but this sounds almost exactly like that, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like essentially the same people. (laughs) Maybe it's a a hilarious parody. (laughs) Mr. President, your kids say they look up to you, so what do you think they would rather see from your presidency? Violence or empathy and healing? They'd much rather see me, you know, beating someone up than being nice to somebody. You know, it fits the image better for them. And and I think that's fine. It doesn't matter. This song's FDT by YG and Nipsey Hussle. This guy's, this guy's a, lot, a lot of thoughtful things to say. Let's give him a listen. Me and all my peoples, we always thought he was straight. Mm-hmm. Influential motherfucker when it came to the business. Mm-hmm. But now, since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. See, FDT stands <laughs> for fuck Donald Trump. Trump. Yep. See? I thought it was a flower company. Yeah, I know. That's FTD. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, the little Mercury make, guy. Little, uh, slitting around. Around. way little edgier than I gave it credit for. <laughs> <laughs> Send Trump flowers. Um, so I like the sentiment of this song because it's what we're all feeling. Uh, you know, hey, I thought this guy Trump, I thought he was an adorable archetype of a millionaire. Why is he being such a cocksucker? Fuck this guy. Fuck that's, Donald Trump. That's kind of what I read an interview with David Letterman. That was kind of his attitude. Like back in the 80s, he just kind of found him amusing, but now it's like not funny anymore. It's not. This is um, it's one of the more cathartic anti-Trump songs in the countdown. Yeah. You don't start stronger than a line like, I like white folks, but I don't like you. All of us fellas in the hood want to fight you. This is some ace material, some cut-to-the-core rap that we crave when we mm-hmm. pop in the old hip-hop tape into yeah. our test. This one, this one. <laughs> when, you gotta, when you turn the tone down and you turn the bass up on your, on your equalizer. Um, this also includes 
one of the best lines of unity I've heard in this countdown. It wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans. And it's time to team up. Shit, let's begin. Black love, brown love, in the sets again. White people feel the same as my next of kin. We really do. We all feel fucked over, don't we, boys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people feel fucked over and think uh, a gold-eating millionaire is the answer. Those people are not as smart as YG and Nipsey Hussle. And I know it's not comfortable for you to hear Trump supporters, but it's a fact. You are not as smart as YG and Nipsey Hussle. It's a fact. Man, you get this song is such a banger. It makes me want to shake it. But I've got to be careful here. I can't get carried away because on the one hand, you do need to walk around frequently to speed up the healing process after hernia surgery. The Vicodin will actually help a good deal with that at first. But don't push too hard, you know? Wait a couple weeks to return to light activities. Thank it's you, probably going to be six weeks or so before you're really fully back at 100%. Did we say Steve has a cane? Uh, yeah, but you know, it wasn't... It, it didn't seem strange to me when he walked in with a cane. Well, it's I was like carrying he, that one around when I broke that bone in my foot a couple years yeah, ago, too. Yeah, I was like, I'm more off-put by his uh, his Teva sandals mm -hmm. than by the cane. Hey, Dave, guess what's really easy when you can't bend over? Instead of putting on socks and trying to tie shoes, you just yeah, but down, Steve, put a Steve, sandal are, on and put the Velcro on, and then the, you're Those good sandals to go. are elaborate for sandals, even. You should just wear flip-flops. Oh, I don't have Imagine not even lifting your foot. Uh, Man. Um, so, uh, I, know, I, I know lesbian hikers that wouldn't wear those. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a hiker. Um, so YG's a Compton guy. He's 27 years old. Pretty uh, he's living a pretty stereotypical life for a Compton rapper. And uh, this per his personal detail section in Wikipedia is pretty much the greatest True life proof that the rule of threes weaves comedy gold. <laughs> this this okay. is an incredible narrative. Yeah. Okay, so the first fact about his personal life. On January 25th, 2012, shots were fired during the filming of YG's music video, I'm a Thug. Okay. That's, you know, that seems pretty on brand. Yeah, that was, that was just a key grit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on June 12, 2015, YG was shot one time that created three separate wounds in the hip at a recording studio in Studio City, California. Did he only ever talk about that for the rest of his life? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ooh, I got three bullet holes from one bullet. Anyway, that was a Steve joke. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Authority said... I was on board for the beginning. Okay, good. Authorities said that YG was very uncooperative when asked about the incident. His manager later revealed that his injuries were not life-threatening and said he was fine and recovering. He returned to the studio the next day. So that's insanely badass, right, guys? Like, he doesn't fear anything, right? Yeah. He's not a snitch, either. Okay, so the third fun fact... <laughs> Uh, in 2016, YG started eating a vegan diet, citing health reasons. <laughs> so there's your rim shot. Beef and milk. Shot three times. Shot with your three-time bullet wound and back in the studio the next day, but beef and milk. That's gonna kill me. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, he's also an L.A. gangster rapper, reportedly an actual member of the, an actual division of the Crips, which basically means there's no way, shape, or form he's as, he's as lightheartedly funny as Nipsey Russell, uh, the guy from whom he's taking his J.D., I love that you emphasized Nipsey like that was where the pun was. <laughs> Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, not to be confused with Nipsey Russell. <laughs> I should have underlined Russell. 
Yeah, you should have. Yeah. That was, it's like you didn't named, get the joke. He should have named himself Cripsy Hustle. Hey! 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 <laughs> this is like, but now you see, like, this is like going to see Oz and seeing the curtain pulled back, and all we're doing is reading from our paper. But yeah, I think you kind of knew we did that. Well, also, I think it's fun that uh, you finally have somebody in the studio that's laughing at your jokes, because you guys don't laugh at each other at all. Okay, because oh. yeah, we've read them already. Yeah, and, it's we, like and we actually really hate each other. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys are too close, so you're like, none of you are funny, but I'm coming. I'm having a great day. Yeah, I'm having a, I'm glad you're here. It's like you've invited a listener. <laughs> laugh tracks are uh, hacky. Let's, let's not open... Uh, that's why we don't laugh. Let's not open that door of no, inviting listeners. Yeah, laugh, laugh tracks. What are we, Bob and Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk publicly about them. Hold up, nip, tell the world how you... Oh, this is me. Yeah. In in the same vein as what I was just saying, I would love to say that I love. It's so funny that he says "sounding and tracking." Yeah, that's yeah. so great. No yeah. one ever, no one ever thanked him that's, on this show, and I want to thank him for being that funny. The genius of Mark Rivers. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. We're lucky to have him. All right. I'm focusing on this one for a couple reasons. This is uh, "Up the Creek" by Cheap Trick from the uh, 1984 movie "Up the Creek." Uh, first reason, it's a great song. Two, almost a memorable move. Memorable movie. <laughs> Three, when I think about Trump Rock, I think Up the Creek, because I couldn't find any evidence of Mudhoney's flat-out fucked ever being used in a movie. <laughs> this movie's a great piece, as I said, from 84, starring Otter and Flounder from Animal House, Pee-wee from Porky's, Higgins from Magnum P.I., and an amazing casting twist. They got the guy that does the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo to voice the dog, Chuck, in the movie. Fred? Yeah. Like the, the guy, regular guy? The guy that does the voice for Fred. The regular guy. In a, Not in a cartoon about a dog. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Was I brought in it. to do the voice of a dog. I get it. I really the hope the guy that did Scooby-Doo was in the room when they offered it to Fred. Yeah. Well, he, like, called him up. He <laughs> and was he like, went, what? You know what? Uh, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Uh, the movie opens uh, with some fuck-ups at college that are about to be kicked out. The dean or someone, I don't really remember. Oh, I hate that dean. Uh, <laughs> he says he can, he can, the kids can get the degree of their choice if they win the big intercollegiate raft race. <laughs> <laughs> they face off uh, against the military school rafters, the Ivy League rafters, and I think I remember a bunch of tits in the movie. So there's probably a hot girls raft team whose boat pops, and then they have to join the, uh, our heroes. I loved in the 80s when you could make a hot $10,000 just writing a movie about any teen competition. You just walk in, slobs versus snobs, it's a monster truck circuit, 14 boobs. <laughs> Here's your money, Rizna. I'd watch that fucking movie. The Trump presidency feels like an 80s movie. We're the scrappy guys in the raft race trying to win so we can continue to party. <laughs> and Trump's the on the Ivy League raft. Uh, good friend of the podcast, Casey, recently uh, tweeted to Trump, have you ever seen a fucking movie? Don't you know that you're the bad guy? 
<laughs> he brings up an excellent point, uh, and that is Trump sucks. He's also well, going to close down the ski lodge unless we have a bikini car wash. That's the point. Us us snowboarders, like his dad's going to buy the mountain and kick us uh, yeah. snowboarders the off. Only, the only thing where this metaphor or this analogy doesn't track is that uh, minorities are a big part of our conversation right now, <laughs> and they never existed in 80s movies uh, almost ever. Uh, well, sometimes sometimes they come token. in and say, yeah, blood, or something like that. <laughs> Oh, there, yeah. was often, there was often a minstrel-like bug-eyed take. Uh, you know what? I forgot about that part. Yeah, You're absolutely the, the, right. The black guy with a high voice. Yeah. Thing. Hey, man! <laughs> um, I love this song because you can imagine they got this assignment and wrote the song in five minutes. It, oh, the movie's called Up the Creek? How about this? <laughs> I'm up the creek. That work? Almost. Can you throw in a bunch of unnecessary key changes? Sure can. Perfect. Title track gold. <laughs> I'm also a fan where the song title's a cliche, and then the song is full of barely related cliches. Like in this case, uh, creeks are water. How about fishing cliches, guys? Have you seen the video to this one? Um... Yes. Yeah, they're like sitting in a bathtub and they're all fishing. It's 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 really it's lame. a in it's a bathtub? mishmash of uh, yeah. The bathtub ends up get this in the creek. Ooh. What? Uh, we can't call it plot rock because it has nothing to do with the movie in any way. You can clearly tell they were given the name of the movie and not the script, or at least if they were given the script, they didn't bother to read it. It's like they were scared to put anything too specific in because they didn't want to be they, they didn't wrong wanna, about the movie. They didn't want to make it too good. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than good. It's I mean, good enough. Like, no, this is not supposed to be this good. I can see the producers taking it and going, going, love this song, cheap trick. So one, one line about a talking dog. We got Fred from Scooby-Doo to be the voice. It's one line. Uh, I got a story you know, about... I'm floating on a log. I know a talking dog. You know I'm going up the up creek. Up the creek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to tell this story, and it's about me making a mistake. Um, I, I was clearly the only scooter guy in my motorcycle safety class. Jesus <laughs> and a bunch of people were talking about the movie without a paddle. And I thought they were talking about this movie. <laughs> and what, you like, got something confused yeah, in your I'm, head? And I'm like, all right, let's talk about Up the Creek. This yeah. is great. I have nothing to talk to you people about. But yeah. No, they were talking about a movie with Seth Green and uh, the guy that was in the remake of Scooby-Doo. Uh, oh, was, uh, the um, guy from Scream, but I don't yeah, know his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew uh, Lillard. Yeah, that's him. And wow. They were discussing he's in New Twin Peaks. He's fresh oh, in my mind. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. Like, why would he's you the, know that? Yeah. The principal. Um, <laughs> I figured out my mistake when they started describing a scene where all the guys had to get naked and huddle together because they had hypothermia or something. Mm -hmm. And they thought it was the funniest thing that males had to hug each other. And be naked. Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> They've obviously never seen a, a, a recording of Beyond Yacht Rock, but we're all doing that right now. Yeah, it's the only uh, way to do it is yeah, it's in here. Well, and hey, it's, it's 72. And it's we 72 got the, degrees. We got in that here. Orleans album cover on the wall. <laughs> um, hey guys, check out my incision. Isn't it weird looking? <laughs> it feels real weird. Oh man, I've never seen that kind of black and blue. <laughs> and we honestly we had to take a bite out of Hunter's leg and yeah. he had to go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, he, he couldn't eat it because he's vegetarian. Vegetarian. Um, I picture a fun where are they now sort of class montage for my motorcycle safety class, and it involves all of them holding up Make America Great signs in front of Kid Rock posters and overweight toddlers. Nice. Nice, dude. Nice. Whoa, oh, no. I didn't. Hey, Ju hey, Julian, how are things going? I, I didn't set up plug hole. We got to do plug hole.
How's it going, Julian? So you're just gonna throw to me with no warning. That's your <laughs> yeah. that's your save. Hey, <laughs> improvise, <laughs> man. Things are great. Gotta, um, I think I think Dave. I love Dave's uh, ability to get everything just a little bit wrong, <laughs> and I feel like he's almost got that condition where it, in Royal Tannenbaums, where um, is it Bill Murray's character diagnoses a kid? He's, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Uh, so that means I'm right and uh, like what was anyway this kid has his own condition do you remember did you see Royal Tenenbaums yeah Yeah, it's been a while it's been a long time okay thanks for backing me up guys Um, we all said yes okay well anyway you've got this it's only your thing yeah it's like I well (laughs) ah we're in plug hole okay (laughs) I, I remember like almost right uh, today's bumper sent in by Jeff Selby at Hoosier underscore Yankee. I liked his Casey Kasem bumper so much. I asked him if he could whip up some That's Trump it. bumpers for for uh, for this episode, and he pulled through. I bet you that's his voice interviewing Trump. If you people out there yeah, like it, so. you, you you can actually hire let's, Jeff Selby. Let's go, let's to go talk. easy on the you people. <laughs> Jeff Selby, you can talk with his voice. You can hire his voice. You can put his voice in your shit. So go to jeffselbyvoice.com and hire his dang voice for Trump's sake. Mm-hmm. Julian, you got anything going on? It was Dudley. That was Dudley the name was of the, the, the kid it was, in and Royal Dudley's Tannenbaum's. world was the yes. Okay, so I, folks, I feel not, like not a, not a your plug. fans will definitely. Definitely be mad about that if I couldn't think of the name. Can folks see it telling jokes anywhere? The- yeah. Oh, oh, plugging. Yeah, yeah what do you got coming uh, up? in Honolulu. Yeah, but it's not that different. I'm going to be at uh, some Santa Ana Casino in New Ooh. Mexico, and then I'm going to go to Houston just to meet my girlfriend's family. Here so if comes you wanna- those Santa Ana jokes <laughs> again. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad you're not doing comedy in Houston. I hear it's like the worst place in the oh, world. Oh, really? You know what's comedy. funny is I was supposed to and it got canceled, yeah. so maybe that's good. I was watching a documentary and like a lot of people that we know were like, oh, Houston. Houston? Yeah. Ugh. I did the Oddball Festival there and it was great, but that's like you're on a huge stage, it's like 30,000 people. You don't have to talk to them or deal with them. You know right. I mean? You just um, pull out oh. your dick and everyone goes, woo! I did do that. That's comedy, right? Hey, Canadians, you finally have something good going on in your country. On Wednesday, June 21st, at the Royal Cinema in Toronto, Canada, they're showing Yacht Rock. They're showing all the episodes. You had to read the that. web series, not the podcast. In IMAX? Huh? In yeah, IMAX? IMAX. True IMAX. No, just one IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta but stand it was... around it. <laughs> like when any of us show Yacht hold, Rock to hold, our friends. Hold on, it's buffering. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good. I think they're gonna have a fine presentation, Julian. It's not gonna be hard to watch. I don't want to ask a weird. Uh, what I think is an obvious question. What? Why now? Because a guy asked. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We, fi- we finally opened the email. That's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still run that theater? Hey. You yeah. guys need an intern. Yeah, you you want to fly us out? <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. Well, here's a link. <laughs> well, if you have if you know any interns, send them our way. Okay. Uh, professional interns. Mr. Trump, could you record a message of advice for all the kids who are listening today? This is Donald Trump with a bit of advice for you. You can enjoy the world's greatest stakes in your own home with family, friends, anytime. And also, answer your phone while you're at it. Number five. Yeah, I'll vote for him. Yeah. 
It's it's he, hilarious because it's not that far off of actually listening to him speak. No, I like him because he talks like I talk. He reads that. <laughs> that sounds. I don't know if you've ever watched. You know, Obama did these weekly video addresses. You know, mm-hmm. every you know, it used to be a radio address they do, and then Obama started doing it on the internet. Trump does it too. It's the weirdest oh, thing. They're so strange. They're so oh, they're weird. bizarre. Because yeah. he's reading just like that. Well, starting some legislation that will... It's weird. But it's like a straight-on camera angle, mm-hmm. and he's staring dead onto the teleprompter. And he just reads all the yeah. words, just and like a, straight no It's, it's like a like a robot. Yeah. But then they just cut to this weird angle mm-hmm. of camera. It's like, ready to, take two. But there's no motivation for the camera change. Mm. Well, they just want to prove that they have more than one. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> they have to cut, because he's and making mistakes. And Jared edits it. <laughs> Fogel? <laughs> no. Uh, the other Cushy. one. Cushy. Cushy. Oh. Uh, okay, so this is Million Dollar Loan by Death Cab for Cutie. If you wanted to know what two, the year 2003 feels about Donald Trump... Oh, man, I blew my joke. Here's Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> what's, de- what's a Death Cab? Who's Cutie? I don't give a fuck. But I can't get this song out of my head. This song consists of a... This band consists of a fellow named Ben Gibbard and some other fellows, and it hails from the musical state of Washington. They had a big hit uh, with their album Transatlanticism. It's a classic indie rock album, in my humble opinion. Yeah, it's a, that's the one with crooked teeth on it, right? I don't know. I don't know the names of the songs. On it. Probably not. Uh, that's yeah. the one with track. That's the one with track ten on it, right? Yep. <laughs> Actually, it may not. Maybe. Yeah. It may be a short one. Uh, it's definitely like got nine tracks. <laughs> so uh, Ben Gibbard also had a band called the Postal Service. Good band. Uh, but because of a bill passed during the Bush administration, forcing the Postal Service to fully fund their pension. Thus suffocating the budget and giving the appearance the agency was failing, Ben Gibbard has uh, been letting that project lie, focusing on Death Cab for Cutie, uh, unencumbered by government cuts. That's a true story about the real Postal Service. Yeah. If anybody ever tells you the Postal Service is in financial trouble, it's only because Bush and his Republican Congress forced them to fully fund their pensions for like 70 years. Wow. So they don't, that suffocates their operating budget. It's not because, yeah, because they you don't can want still... the government to actually work or do anything that would be helpful helpful to anybody so that people get pissed. Hey, I don't want to pay my tax money to go to this stupid thing that doesn't work. They want to end mail. Well, think about mail. They want us to think rely the completely idea. on UPS and FedEx. Can you imagine how fucking infuriating it would be if those were the only companies that would ever give you any mail service? Mm. Mm. Speaking of mail service... How much Ooh, does it I'm cost to, to uh, mail? A let- What's the stamp now? 52 cents? 30, no, it's, isn't 40, it 32? 48? 48? 48? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's how long it's been. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, 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 you're living in the past. I'm like a couple... Uh, the uh, the idea that for... What did we land on? 48? It's like a Yatsky episode. That you can send something all the way from here to Alaska, mm-hmm. and then if they can't find the person you're trying to send it to, they send it all the way back mm-hmm. for 48 cents? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> You can send your envelopes on vacation. It's not a, <laughs> We're putting shitty addresses on them. not a good business model. Yeah, it works. That's, that's why the Pony Express was only around for six months. They don't tell you that. That's what they don't want you to know. Uh, that was right, a good I show, want, though. Yeah. Remember the show about the Pony Express? No, nope. <laughs> that lasted six 80s? episodes. Yeah. <laughs> why do I remember it? Um, so this song, it's the crown jewel of a project called 30 Days, 30 Songs. It's our kind of project, right, yeah. boys? Uh... Uh, so the goal of 30 Days 30 Songs is to take four years to release a thousand songs. They named their thing wrong. They didn't name it right. <laughs> I, uh, so the, uh, the 30 30 mission. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say this sounds literally like a snowflake. Uh, 
song. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if, if the definition of a snowflake made a song, that's mm-hmm. what this sounds like. Which I like, because it's probably pissing off... I, yeah. I wish there was, a, a like, a, a Trump-supporting podcast just like this one that had to rate this song like it was the first song that sucked about... This was their intro? Yeah, this was their intro song. Number it's, one, it's, Steve Warren, Make America Great Again. <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> Love to listen to that. Uh, so the thirty thirty mission statement is to... Comb- is this fun? Do I, is this fun? No, it's not fun. Go to 30, 30 days, 30 songscom with the numeral 30. Check out the project, and it goes to some uh, charities and stuff, some democracy charities. Speaking of uh Oh wait, oh I gotta set you up. I gotta set you up. Oh yeah. Uh racial economic (laughs) justice agenda. Yeah, now speaking of uh economic (laughs) justice agenda. What a pro! It's uh Carson. It's a lucky thing that hernia surgery doesn't cost so much you'll need a million dollar loan. But it's incredibly stupid that we live in a country where people can still go bankrupt from medical bills. Where even after the biggest healthcare reform in decades, we still have 28 million people who don't even have insurance. To say nothing of the rising premiums from insurance company middlemen gouging people with very few other choices. There's only one way to solve this, gentlemen. It's Medicare for all. And the only way we get that is through widespread grassroots pressure to counteract the incredible financial resources of the insurance and pharmaceutical companies. Don't accept anything less anymore, America. These are our lives. But if somebody slightly more moderate than that is running and they're not a Republican, don't be afraid to vote for them, Steve! Like who? Hillary Clinton. I voted for her. Cool. Alright. Everything's cool, guys. Everything's cool. I don't know. Mr. President, I, I know it's a sensitive subject, but I was wondering if you could fill us in on the current status of your hemorrhoids. Well, I have a couple of little toughies, and I have some that are just maybe too nice, if there's such a thing. But I haven't really... I'll let you know in about 18 years. I'm going to have it figured out. Number four. <laughs> uh, this song is called Impeach the President by the Honey Dripper. Ladies and gentlemen... Ooh, this was fucking good. Yeah, this was, I, was, um, I, was, this, I was very pleasantly surprised by this, because when I saw the Honey Drippers, I thought, what you're going to talk about. Yeah. This was written uh, about Richard Nixon in 1973, but boy, is it ever relevant today. Uh, this one speaks for itself. The chorus keeps saying, impeach the president a bunch of times, while a voice uh, is playing someone who keeps discouraging the chorus from impeaching the president. This is a pretty balanced account, showing all sides of the argument. But for some reason, after listening to it, I'm, I'm more on the, uh, yeah, let's impeach the president bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to point out a little governmental lesson for everyone out there, if you don't understand this Take already. Take it civics class, J.D. Time mm-hmm. for civics class. So impeachment does not mean removal from office. Impeachment only means voting to bring charges against the president. It takes a majority vote in the House of Representatives. Easy to do when the House isn't a majority Russia-loving cowards. <laughs> So impeachment sparks a trial in the Senate in which two-thirds of the senators, two-thirds majority. Six, 66 senators, have to vote to convict him. That means Donald Trump would need to fuck about 18 senators' wives in order to get the votes to get booted. You think that guy can still get a boner? Yes. But He's the worst the boner you've technology. ever seen, by the way. <laughs> He's got um, the finest medical technology at his disposal, though. But the way this Senate acts, I feel like even Trump fucking their wives would simply cause them to be concerned. Marco Rubio, Trump <laughs> fuck your wife in the butt. 
She says his dick feels better than yours. Oh, well, that's very troubling, but we need to stand by the president and find out who leaked. He did, Senator Rubio. In your wife's mouth, he sent me pictures. Hmm, well, I'm concerned about that, but we'll have to see all the evidence before we can make a judgment. Fuck these guys. Uh, this band's funk is very limber. It's very, very funky. It's, it's, it's very, it's very groovy. But their political views sound a little inflexible to me. Uh, and you know what else isn't very flexible is the tissue at the site of your hernia repair while it's still healing. You're going to find it easiest to be vertical like I am right now, standing straight up. Or horizontal, stretched out on a couch, for example, without too much bending. And that can make sitting difficult if you've got a desk job like I do. So don't rush back or do what I did, and, or just do what I did, and bug your bosses about finding more comfortable furniture while you're getting back to 100%. Steve, I want to I want to compliment you on your ability to mesh the concept of the hernia problem with uh, Trump Rock. I think you're doing a great job. Yes, it's a very synthetic mesh, if and you will. I wanted to compliment you for describing the difference between vertical and horizontal to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, don't bend. I'm telling them not to bend very much. That's what you're... You might not expect that after your hernia surgery. That's one of my first things I can sit on my ass all the time. (laughs) But no. Um, Honey drippers... Fun facts. Honey drippers, two words, not to be confused with Robert Plant's The Honey Drippers. Uh, Robert Plant, er, and, uh, Brian Setzer, I think, was in The Honey Drippers as well. Hey, swinging. Yeah. Uh, so they were a, a ba- This is a backing band This is basically a soul artist named Roy C um, And this band, they were high school students From Jamaica, Queens, New York This is uh, one of the songs they recorded together And one of the most sampled songs In the history of music It's been sampled in the song The Bridge by MC Shan Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J And uh, That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson All backdoor suggestions mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yeah, you're right Not embarrassed to admit uh, That's the way love goes. The only one I knew it from. No, oh. <laughs> I am into ballads. Ryan Setzer was not in the Honey Drippers, <laughs> wasn't it, Mr. President? No. Who else was? How Jimmy would Page? Donald? None of us thought. He was ah. in the Honey <laughs> Mr. President, I, I know it's a sensitive subject, but I was wondering if you could fill us in on the current status of your hemorrhoids. Well, I have a couple of little toughies, and I have. Oh, some wrong just... one. Oh, jeez, mm. yeah, I'm all messed up. It was a good one, though. Mr. President, now, I'm looking it up right now. I was wrong. I scrolled down. Describe Donald Trump. He doesn't like the blacks. He doesn't like the gays. <laughs> I, I, and I just can't imagine that anybody can take him seriously. Number three. I scrolled down farther. Brian Setzer was in the Honey Drippers at one point. Mm-hmm. Thank you also to engineer hey, slash researcher extraordinaire you Brendan. You got one. It was, High o- five. it was only a matter of time. I mean, like, just statistically, eventually... <laughs> Uh, swinging that hammer around, I'm gonna hit a nail. When when Steve got his surgery, <laughs> when Steve got his surgery, did the doctor put a little bit of your brain up there in his crotch? A little bit, a little bit. You know, oh, fun, that's that fun throbbing. fact. Uh, fun fact about old Dave Lyons: I've had a hernia surgery to remove two hernias. Wow! But it was when I was a little baby, and I don't remember it. But I'll show you my scars later. But even I... as a baby, were you a big bitch about it? No. <laughs> I had I'm just a, passing along information for the people. They I might just, need to know. I at just home. went home and listened to Minor Threat, like babies do. <laughs> I had an because I was super cool even back then. 
I had an umbilical hernia in my 20s. My belly button popped out. Ew. I think I, I remember it. that. Yeah. I left it that way for a couple years. Did, did it hit you in the forehead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. JD kept punching me in the back of the throat with his dick. Uh, what's going on? Why'd you hit me in the forehead? Oh, my belly button popped out, bro. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that surgery. Okay. Uh, this is Tinfoil Hat by Todd Rundgren and Donald Fagan. We just covered this song on a recent Yacht or Nyat. Uh, but for those of you uh, behind on those, spoiler alert, it's Nyat. Uh, but only about half our audience listens to the Yacht or Nyat, so it's very important that everyone what? hear this weird-ass song. Um, so, if you like Donald Fagan and you like Todd Rundgren, this song is for you because it blends their styles so nicely. He really leaned into that one. He did. <laughs> it all comes natural now. But don't pay attention to the lyrics because they're such on-the-nose anti-Trump lyrics from a couple old men who think they're with it. It's embarrassing. It's like your two dads repeating lame Jimmy Fallon jokes to you. <laughs> what a couple of prickly old men. You know what else is prickly uh. <laughs> is when your pubic hair starts to regrow back near the ridge of the incision in your crotch. Now, interestingly, in case anybody was wondering, they do wait until you're knocked out cold to shave you. I was wondering, like, are they, like, are they gonna get the razor? Or like, you know, or like, when are they gonna knock me out? They knocked me out before. As I, I woke was, up, I woke up bald on one side. As I was reading down on the page, I thought, I thought you wrote, they knock you out before they cold shave you. And I thought you were. I don't know what the temperature of the shave was. Well, no, you were knocked out. Yeah, I was knocked out. Cold. Cold. I guess. Hmm. This is. Listen to this. So stupid. Mm -hmm. Fill it up with alternative facts. The first it's, line is he comes down the escalator with a girl from east of here. It's all on, it's all on the nose. Um, well, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's like uh, every line is just ripped straight from like the the headline yeah. without any kind of uh, you know uh, twist or anything. There's no it, twist like, to any of it. It's like this the, is the no spin zone, Julian. Yeah, really. This is like it's like the, all the setups in an SNL news segment. <laughs> <you know>? uh, <laughs> um, Donald Fagan got got lazy. He's not using metaphors anymore. Uh, so this is the first single off Todd Rundgren's brand new album, White Knight, which includes a ton of fun collaborations. Oh, what's it called? White Knight. Oh, that's uh, problematic. He collaborates with Daryl Hall, Joe Satriani, Trent Reznor, and a song by Joe Walsh called Sleep, which I really like and which is also very appropriate because, as we all know, Joe Walsh is resting in peace. It's mm -hmm. named appropriately. There is nothing black about any of those people. <laughs> this is incredible. Who do you like? Michael Bolton Care for a white or Michael no, McDonald? It's okay. I like, this is do a good, it again. This is a good one. Okay. Mr. President, who do you like? Michael Bolton or Michael McDonald? I mean, I like Bolton. I think he's you know tough cookie. Knows what he's talking about. Number two. <laughs> so let's let this romantic song play out for a bit, and I'll share some fun facts before I tell you the name of it. Yeah. Take your shirts off, guys. Oh, it, well, we've established a shirt that we're new. No, but I put like I put it. my shirt back on so I could take yeah, it off for take this off song. Your shirts, yeah. yeah, put some oil. Yeah. Steve is half shaved Stretched on his yeah. whole body, which makes no sense. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I thought they were just going to do the incision area, but it's like a full, full yeah, on. Yeah, he half took body. the uh, he took the Sherman Helmsley and went sideways with it on his head. <laughs> so this this song was written uh, in the 1990 Time album Pandemonium. Prince wrote this song, and second, it's a second pre-Trump uh, running for president pro-Trump song on the countdown. The song's a simple, seductive tale of a romance sung uh, by a man to a woman, like the Mac Miller song. It's about how living a flashy Trump-like lifestyle uh, is a plus in a romantic relationship. 
Um, I thought the chorus was coming, so I read faster. I should have read slower. That's all right. Oh, that's okay. We can find stuff to talk about. Uh, so they're saying women like money. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, here it comes. Yes. Yeah. The song is called Donald Trump Black Version by the time. It's got a great sexy groove. I can totally imagine making love to this song and then the chorus kicks in. Boner gone. Donald Trump black version is all about how Morris Day is the black version of Donald Trump in that he has a lot of money. Remember, this is before we knew quite how evil Donald Trump was. Oh, well, there were some indications like his crusade against the Central Park Five. Um, who were innocent? Yeah, the innocent, the innocent boys yeah. who got arrested for raping. Ra it was just a she survived. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a rape. rape in the park, and he wanted them to get the death penalty. They were, and he, and he still does. He still does, even though their names have been cleared. He stands by it. Now, speaking cool of boners being oh, gone, mm -hmm. uh, now I mentioned before, sex is not recommended for three weeks, but there's more to know about your genitals following hernia surgery, everybody. Now, the info sheet I received stated, and I quote, the entire area surrounding the surgical site, including the genitalia, emphasis mine, may turn black and blue. This is temporary and harmless and should not cause concern. Translation, please don't call our offices about this shit again. <laughs> now, sure, they warn you about this, but what they don't tell you is that you'll look perfectly normal for like a week, and then it will happen. I thought I was in the clear, I escaped the weird shit. No. So you have a black and blue dick right now? It's all, it's like mottled. It's not a, it's not a full Steve black and black blue dick. Version. <laughs> black and blue version. I, this but, is a testament to Prince's talent as a songwriter, I think, because uh, it's such a goofy phrase. Yeah, you wouldn't Donald expect Trump, this phrase it, to be a hook. You would think, well, if you're writing a song, you'd think Black Donald Trump. That's yeah. how you put it, yeah. right? But he thought, well, that you can't sing that. You gotta mm -hmm. sing Donald Trump Black Version, and it sounds so smooth. It you're works. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Trump Black Version. Even when he's, when he's ridiculous and not good, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I have to imagine he wasn't even trying at no, this point. Probably not. He's like, ah, just shit this out. Here you go, <laughs> Morris. Yeah, and Morris is like, oh, oh, wow. This will make people think I'm rich. This is a funny song, though, because um, there's a great part. In the, but he's not really, the, this character Morris is playing is not really rich. And there's a no, he's saying you would, you would be happier if I were. Yeah, there's a, a, bri there's a bridge where he's rapping all this stuff he'd say to her, or he'd, he'd buy for her, including a $100 dinner at a Adriano's. <laughs> Which I guess it's an Italian restaurant in Minneapolis, not really a big deal. And you look at the liner notes, there's no sign of Prince, but it says the album was written and produced by The Time, which is Prince. <laughs> As you may remember uh, from when we featured him as a songwriter, but fun facts, you have mega producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis playing some instruments and singing background vocals in this song. I feel like if you wanted to do uh, a Minneapolis Yacht Rock, you'd start with those two guys. You'd start with Prince and those two guys and mm -hmm. fan it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, lake rock, like if you had a yacht on a lake. That mm -hmm. would be, maybe there's something there that we can talk about after the show. Maybe okay. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> Mr. President, this is the last bumper. Any final thoughts? we got to stop the problem. We can talk about it. We can talk about it forever. There's a real problem, and it's called... Donald Trump. And everybody knows it's a problem. And a lot of people agree with what I'm saying. Number one. It's going to end. Remember that. It's going to end. Here it is. 
<laughs> the greatest Trump rock song ever recorded. God damn it. This is Rockapella with Sir Gotalot. We learned all about them in the excellent episode 51, OK Pella. This song really sums out, sums up how resilient the resistance has to be because these guys have no instruments. So like the resistance, they face an uphill battle. But as you can hear, they have a great deal of success. So this metaphor continues, may this metaphor continue in the years and months ahead. I think Trump is affecting you in your selections. Wait, did you find this song when you were doing episode 51 or did you just go back to the rock Hello, well, because you they must. If somebody has made a statement on our times, it must be Rockapella. I'm going to check them first. I mentioned it in the in the Trump Rock episode, and I didn't remember in the in the OK Pella episode, and I didn't remember which episode it was in. So I like checked the scripts. I like searched the scripts of like you didn't all remember which episode you put no, Rockapella I, in. I knew I knew there was some shitty group that hasn't done anything in years except for an anti-Trump song and a pro-Hillary song recently, uh, and that was Rockapella. I'm just still amazed that there are no instruments in this song. I Isn't mean, it, these it guys... It sounds like a bunch of instruments. They are so talented. They are really can suck my... Can yeah. suck Steve's bare dick. That's, that's what a I black do. black and blue His dick. His half-barren, multicolored cock. They sure can. So this sounds song, pretty attractive when you put it like that. And Rockapella can suck Dave's sweet dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This, uh, this song was released during the summer of the presidential campaign and completely rocked it. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube and enter uh, a heated political and enter a, a heated political discussion in the comments with the six thousand others who have viewed it. <laughs> The video is also hilarious. There's one bit where a golfer puts all of Rockapella's heads into a hole. He puts them all in a hole at one time. They're all lined up. He puts them all in get, a hole. Get it? Uh, you know what else is a, 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 a acapella song that a lot of people don't know? Is Buffalo Springfield's For What It's Worth is a protest song. That's all uh, just their voices. Really? Nope. <laughs> but facts are most fun when they're not true. No. See, that's my I know. <laughs> Um So, uh, this song also has a strong moral core, which we need in this country. Instead of saying shit, they say shh. They're really standing on top of the mountain to say, saying something. I just can't really understand what they're saying because their passion is so strong. And I feel like I need to pay attention to what the instrument voices are saying because they are human voices, which my ears are drawn to. So it feels like I'm at a wedding reception in a racquetball court when I listen to these guys. <laughs> yep, Rockapella won't say shit. They say shh. And you know what else won't say shit is your butt following hernia surgery. Now, back in Song 10, I mentioned those stool softeners you take while you're on Vicodin. Uh, you think these are going to work, right? Nope. I did not shit for three and a half days after surgery, which is about the average time in between times that Donald Trump is sued. Yeah. That's the longest I've ever gone in the parts of my life that I remember without shitting. It was such a relief that I texted all you guys the next morning. <laughs> Maybe it's just as well, though, that I didn't shit because bending to sit, as I was saying, even minor pushing on the muscles in that area, they're not things you're going to be after. Uh, in fact, the dietary recommendations you're given are no spicy or fatty foods, which is doctor code for do not give yourself the shits immediately following hernia <laughs> surgery or you will regret the living fuck out of it. <laughs> All right, well, you may have noticed during Steve's monologue, we've switched to our bonus song. This, this, uh, this is a different. Song. Sounds extremely different. different. This is a song is called Better Together, also by Rock 
acapella. This is a pro Hillary song. Uh, it's part of their uh, 2016 one two anti Trump punch. Um, this, even though it's pro Hillary, takes some swipes at Bernie in the first verse, and then it lays the shit out of Trump in the second verse, and then it puts Hillary on a his, in the historical context of the greats. And again, no instruments, just some scrappy metrosexuals making do with what they got, just like the resistance. Yeah, that's, you hear, that's you hear not that? a drum. No, it's a guy going. JD and I are better together. Yeah. <laughs> We're like a hot drum set. We are. Uh, by the way, I just said this is unlistenable. I hate it. All right. It's so hard. What are you I talking was, about? I was listening Smooth to the playlist in my car, and I had the windows down. It was a nice day, and this song came on, and I ended up at a stoplight and realized my windows were down, and I looked around, and people were looking at me. <laughs> And I'm not one to normally care. Yeah. But for this song, I cared. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. You just sure. turned it down and tried to, like, get something like David Bowie on my iPod real quick. Because I have an iPod in my car. Hey, As you should. Good news. We ruined Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. Steve. We did it. What, what didn't make the list? Uh, well, it's not specifically about Donald Trump, but it's one of those older songs that mentions him. Uh, the title track of The Coup's first album, Kill My Landlord, specifically calls Donald Trump out as a shitty landlord, just like his dad, Fred. Uh, the Coup is a Marxist rap group based in Oakland. Fun fact. Mm. Uh, and Donald Trump is the son of Fred Trump, a shitty racist landlord who got really rich and left his idiot son a bunch of money, which he squandered. Mm. All right. Fun fact. Mm. Dave? Uh, Steve Poltz. Hey God, I'll trade you Donald Trump for Leonard Cohen. He's a Canadian artist from a band called the Rug Burns and Wait, best Leonard known. Cohen or Steve Poltz? Well, they're both Canadian, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, I, I got an, another good... Rockabella song? No. They don't exist. <laughs> oh God. my God, I was gonna <laughs> I'll burn this studio down. Um, I mean, I loved Carmen Sandiego like the rest of us. Well, but, of course, I mean, but we were eight. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought Daryl Strawberry was a role model. Yeah. <laughs> Got another good pro-Trump song. Um, the uh, uh, Steve Poltz, uh, he did a song with Jewel, You Belong to Me. But the song talks about some of the amazing people that died in 2016 and begs God for a trade. Also, Billy Bragg just rewrote the Bob Dylan classic to uh, The Times They Are a Change in Back. And uh, it really deserves a nod. It's pretty cool, but the only version I could find of it was uh, him singing it in a hotel room yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Too. Yeah. Julian, do you know what did make the list? I got one. Uh, it's actually, uh, if you take Presidents of the United States of America's song Lump and just turn it to Trump, uh-huh. the lyrics make sense really? for Trump. Yeah, he, uh, it's not alone in a Boggy Marsh, which I consider Mar-a-Lago. Uh-huh. Uh, totally emotionless. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he had, can have emotions other than no. anger and righteous indignation. Uh, mud flowed into his pajamas. I assume yeah. he's wearing a, 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 an adult, adult diaper. Yeah. Um, and he's totally confused by all the passing piranhas, which are the critics. The media. That he's, uh, yes, exactly. The fake so, news media. And I'm going to let everybody at home have fun with the rest of the song, but essentially, he's Trump. He's Trump. He might be dead. You know, that kind of Oh, yeah. and, and they're the presidents of the United States. I mean, how weird yeah. is that? Yeah, Man, you've, uh, so, you've blown our mind. Yeah. We don't know what our next episode is going to be. 
we'll see. Are we allowed to, you must get a million genre uh, recommendations, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's from time yeah. to time. All right, well, They're I'll, all I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. No, mine's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, before we get, before we take, before you take us out, JD, I just want to thank Dave for picking me up after my hernia surgery. It was real nice of him. I want to thank him on on the air, so everybody yeah. knows what a nice guy he is. No I problem, also want to buddy. thank Hunter for coming over the next two days, bringing me soup both days, hanging out, fixing my smart TV because I don't know what I'm doing. It was wrong. It wasn't both soup. Of you, it was wrong. It was ra- <laughs> the first day was ramen. The second day was chicken tortilla. Anyway, both of you guys are princes among men. Thank you yeah, very much. Well, happy, happy to do it. He rehooked up your VCR for you. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. I, it was mentioned though. Although okay. I did, I did go over to his house when I dropped him off, and he had his flat screen TV. But still, next to the flat screen TV on the floor was the tube TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking heavy. And, and I have a and hernia. He has a hernia. And here's the thing: there was no dust on it, so no. I'm, I'm thinking it hasn't it been there. It was still warm. Yeah. Here's here's. I love that Dave didn't notice the cane and you picked him up. <laughs> so you just sat in the car and didn't notice him get into your car with a cane? Oh, he didn't have the cane then. The no, cane this, just oh, okay. this is, this is a belated affectation. Yeah. I just love how close friends men can be and still not notice each very well, obvious physical here's problems. Here's the thing. I've, I've known Steve in cold weather climates and he shows up in like a houndstooth like trench coat mm-hmm. and yeah, one, of those, really sweet. one of those fedora hats <laughs> with the, the ear flaps. That mm-hmm. I mean, Steve's been... Like it's, a more Ned of a, it's more like yeah. it's closer to yeah. a deer stalker. Steve's been old since I've met him when we were in our early twenties. <laughs> yeah, I stole 20s. that hat from my dad. It belonged to my grandpa. Yeah, so he shows up hat. with a cane. It's it's nothing. It's like peripheral. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But those sandals, man. Woof. They're so easy to put on. Yeah. They that's, should be called Ani de Sandals. That's, that's a man who prefers less shoe. <laughs> oh, guys, fun times. Thanks, Julian. Oh, yeah, thank thanks you guys. for being this here, Julian. Yeah, they flew by. Uh. Hopefully, like this uh, presidency. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Isn't it going so fast? It's <laughs> so fast. Uh, anyway, find this week's Trump. Oh, by the way, this song is called Make America Great Again by Catherine Abbott. If you need a pro-Trump song, this is a terrible one. Okay, so find this week's Trump Rock playlist by following J.D. Rizzo on Spotify. Go to YachtRock.com to buy t-shirts. Check out the Yachtsky scale. Oh, go to Yacht. YachtEarnYacht.com. Yeah. Oh, I did, forgot to write down his name, but that some beautiful dude genius made a website called YachtEarnYacht.com, and it's amazing. You can check out all the Yachtsky stuff there. Um, send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow uh, Dave at David underscore B Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stair. He's on the toilet. He's probably tweeting like crazy. Oh, oh Julian? Yeah. Well, where's your tweets? Oh, at Jules Mac, J U L E Z M A C. And uh, there are episodes of Julian Loves Music still on iTunes. They don't take them down. And I'm going to do a new one very soon, actually. Did we mention Julian Loves Music? We did not. No. But Julian's got music. a podcast. Yeah, it's I got called a podcast. Julian Loves Music. I do. And I uh, had all of you on. Yeah, and Hunter a... showed up to that one. Yeah, yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, we uh, wore a Bob Seger shirt, so it was delightful. Yeah. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram. Rate, review it on iTunes. Your reviews help us pick up heat. Please take time today to write us a review. Thanks to... Thanks to Jeff Selby for sending in the bumpers. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Recorded today by Brendan. Thanks to the entire Feral Audio family. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. I can't believe this song isn't a, a sarcastic. This is for real? This is legit? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. This, and this is a, how great Trump gets... How for, can a woman... I? Uh, 
Ah, <laughs> uh, now my stomach hurts again. I know. <laughs> sounds like Nazi folk. <laughs> Listen to this. Steve, he just said this my is... stomach hurts and you missed the cue to start. <laughs> you, you, I don't know, you guys missed the great Nesca guitar solo that ended that song. <laughs> oh, well, good night. Feral Audio.